0: You're listening to American Girl Women with Laura Treder and Lindsay adams Franca. This is a podcast where two millennial gals gather around the microphone and reminisce on the cultural phenomenon that took our childhood by storm, American Girl Dolls. Contrary to what you might think, we aren't just talking about dolls here. We're diving into the high highs and the low lows of getting hooked on American Girl and all the childhood memories that come flooding back. So join us and a few special guests each week as we become American
1: Girl Women. Today on American Girl Women, we are joined by Gabriella Vassi, a Dallas-based content creator who studied creative writing and art history at Columbia, and will soon be graduating with her master's from SMU in advertising. Originally from New York, Gabriella grew up wanting to be a writer and an actress, and of course, had a strong love for A.G. Gabriella had a quite the collection of dolls, enjoyed the books and magazine, and even went on a trip to Colonial Williamsburg. Today, you could find AG reference throughout Gabriella's content, including official collabs with the iconic brand. We are so excited to hear all about her American Girl journey. Gabriella, welcome to AGW.
2: Thank you so much for having me. I can't wait to chat with you guys.
0: We are so excited to have you, Gabriella. I think there's going to be so much for us to unpack. You've had so many exciting experiences with the American Girl brand. For anybody who follows you on Instagram or TikTok, they have seen this firsthand. Um, But we can't wait to hear it all from you. I can't wait to tell you guys
1: all about it. (laughs) (laughs) I just absolutely adore your content. I've been following you for quite some time as I shared off mic, but your TikTok account, your Instagram are just truly so delightful. And the fact that you also weave American Girl into your content is just the cherry on top. So we are so, so excited to record with you today. But before we get into all things AG, Gab, what were you like growing up? Honestly, I was
2: pretty similar to the way I am now, which I don't think will really surprise anyone, but my interests have remained pretty much the same. A lot of history, arts, English, and that's kind of why I loved American Girls so much growing up. I think it really did shape me, both in school and just like in my interest. Like that's what got me into writing. That's what got me into art history. It's why I studied in college, but I loved adventure. I loved just getting lost in books and making my own American Girl worlds, like in my backyard, playing with my dolls, pretending to be an American Girl. I just loved everything about the brand growing up.
0: Oh my goodness. Well, a love of history and English is like prime for being into American Girl as a kid. Like, I mean, the books were like the perfect intro into American history, I feel like, for. Young girls, but like it made it super interesting too. So it's like, if you're obsessed with reading, and you also were into history, like, of course, you're gonna be into American Girl, you know,
2: I think the first American Girl book that I read was Felicity's book her meat book and then I also read the anthology of all of their holiday stories because Valerie Tripp actually stopped by my school I was in like second or third grade and I have that sign of her and I still have it it's like one of my prized possessions so that was so cool to get to meet her and as an inspiring author even at that age that was just such a huge deal to me but I loved reading all the books and that's what really first got me started I think I was six when I read the first one and then I started asking for a doll right after that
1: Valerie Tripp came to your school. Were you already into AG before she came to visit? Or did you learn about it through her?
2: I don't think I had any of the dolls just yet. But I had read the books. I think I was in first grade when she when she visited. And I'd read the holiday books. I'd read Felicity's meet Felicity book. And then after that, I just got even more into them and really started asking for my first doll. That is incredible. Oh my gosh.
0: I'm like, why didn't Valley Trip come to my school when I was growing <laughs> up? <laughs> that would have been amazing. That's like a bucket list thing right there. So
1: honestly. Cool. <laughs> I had other authors come to my elementary school, which I was thinking about recently. That is such like a special thing for kids to experience. It kind of felt like having a celebrity, but I didn't realize that Valerie trip was an option. I didn't know she toured.
2: She visited. And also that year, this guy came and brought like a box of reptiles. And honestly, I was equally obsessed with
0: both. (laughs) That sounds like the best year of school that anybody could possibly
1: have. Oh my God. There is nothing (laughs) like just being like called to the gym for an assembly. And it would be like dancers or a magician That That was
0: so cool. That was I know the things that like would make us happy as kids like that. I I loved stuff like that as a kid. (laughs) (laughs) But Gab, you sort of hinted at, you know, how this initial meeting with Valerie Tripp sort of and the book sort of set off your trajectory to be into American Girl. But what was your earliest memory of wanting the dolls? And how old were you when you got your first doll? So
2: I think my first ever exposure to American Girl was actually seeing my older cousin's dolls. She grew up in like the golden age of American Girl. Mm -hmm. I feel like I was more on the tail end of it since I was born in 99 and she was born in 89. Mm -hmm. So she had the original Pleasant Company, Samantha, all of those. And I saw those at her house and just loved them. I was also just super into history. And then I started reading the books and then just it all kind of combined together but yeah, that was my first ever memories probably seeing her dolls.
0: It's amazing to have like a pleasant company, older cousin to expose you <laughs> to all those things. Because I feel like for so many of us, like our first exposure to American Girl was like someone older in our family, like having them or like a friend to having them. And sort of like once you get the bug, it's like you have to have it.
1: <laughs> right. It's that word of mouth marketing At (laughs) work. Now, Gab, what were the circumstances of you getting your first doll?
2: So my first doll was actually a little bit of a surprise for me. And I was so into American history and Felicity. And I knew I really wanted a Felicity doll. But that actually wasn't my first doll. So my first one was a girl of today. Now they're truly me. They used to be just like me. They've gone through a couple of rebrands. I remember my mom picking me up from school in first grade, and she would go into the city a lot. So I grew up in the suburbs, and I got in the car, and there was a bag, those iconic red bags from the American Girl place, in the back seat, and I like flipped out. I was so so excited. My mom did not let me unbox her in the car, but I could take her out of the bag. And it was a girl of today that looked just like me. I was obsessed with her. I remember when I got home immediately, I took her out of the box. I filled out the little book where you like fill out her favorite color, all these like facts about her. And I remember on on the pets page, I wrote that she had a dog and a cat because we had just gotten a puppy, but my mom said that we were going to get a cat. So I wrote cat. We never got the cat. And I still say, Oh my God. <laughs> but I loved her. I called her Lessie because it's a shortened version of my middle name. Um, I didn't want to just like name her after myself. Cause like that felt a little egotistical even at six years old and yeah, I was obsessed with her. And then I actually got Felicity next, but that way they could kind of play together. <laughs>
1: That is so fun. I love that you named her Lessie. We talk a lot about what people have named their American Girl of Today dolls. And if it was like a direct correlation with our guest's name or something completely random or a name that they wanted to try on for a bit. And that's really fun that you named her after you, but in a different way. But filled out her books in a similar-ish way to your own story. That's really sweet.
2: I loved those books. They really had like all the different ones where you could fill out stuff about yourself and take quizzes and like the friendship books. Like I was obsessed with all of those too. (laughs) (laughs) I know the non
0: the nonfiction books American Girl had were so fun, almost as great as the like historic fiction books. Do you know, Gab, if they still have the like journals or like it's not really like a journal but like the option if you get like a girl of today or like just like Be or truly me or um like today where you could write that in because that was like my favorite part
2: when i did the truly me campaign in the fall i got a truly me doll which was super fun to get a little updated one since now i do look different than i did when i was younger um <laughs> they, they still come with little books that you can fill out and all of that they're different but they're the same idea they're super cute
1: That's so
0: cute. Love that. I'm so glad they continued that after all these years because that was such a fun part of getting a girl of today.
1: (laughs) Right? Definitely. When you got your Truly Me for the campaign, what was the process like for choosing her?
0: It was super fun. So
2: that campaign was actually me getting to design a look for the launch. Since the whole new Truly Me launch was all about these mix and match pieces where girls can like show their own style and just make it more of a personalized experience. So I picked out Truly Me that looked just like me and some different pieces and got to style her. And it was just super fun.
0: Did that experience feel like just as exciting as it did when you were a kid? (laughs) Yeah, I had way too much fun filming that video. I did like a
2: get ready with me and my doll video for American Girl on TikTok. And I was like squeezing a little face wash for her. We were like ice rolling our faces, doing the whole like TikTok skincare routine. (laughs) But honestly, (laughs) (laughs)
1: So fun. <laughs> oh my god, I love that. We'll definitely link that out in our show notes today. That is so fun. So what a fun campaign. Like
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, seriously. So after you got your, you know, original Girl of Today, when you were a kid, and then after that, Felicity entered the collection, who else did you acquire throughout your, your history of American Girl?
2: So, shout out to my parents and my aunt, because that was pretty much how I got a lot of American Girl dolls every birthday, every Christmas. Like, I was like that girl that really, really collected them just because, I mean, they were just my favorite. Like, that was what I was into. If someone asked me, I would be like, yeah, American Girl. So I had all the best friends, too, because I loved, like, being historically accurate and getting to play with, like, the best friends together in their time period. So I had <laughs> Love it. Girl of Today. I had Felicity, Elizabeth, of course. I actually got Nelly then, and then Samantha after I had gotten Nelly. Ooh. Um, I had Nikki, the Girl of the Year from 2007, because I used to ride. And of course I had a little dog and I just related to her. My mom was like, well, she rides and has a dog. So, you know, perfect. I didn't ski though. And I did have her ski set, which was super fun, a super fun accessory set to have. And then finally I got Kirsten. That was the last one I got like growing up. Um, And then now since working with American Girl as a content creator. They gifted me Claudie when I went to her launch this past fall in New York and I just love her. I wish that they had her when I was younger because I know I would have gotten her like being from New York, her being into the arts, like I needed an art stall. So I love that they have her now. And also Melody now, like I totally would have asked for Melody when I was younger. She is just the cutest. I love her outfits. Her story is so, so amazing. Definitely would have wanted her. And I also now have another new Felicity that I got from the American Girls Sony Clover event because my OG Felicity has a little injury. She fell off of penny when I was playing. Oh, this. No. And her eye just didn't open and close anymore. And I could not bear to part with her and send her to the doll hospital. So I just kind of dealt with it. And I was like, you know what? I'd rather just have her with me. I can't stand to part with her. So yeah, now I have a, oh a, a, for my future child so that I don't have to explain to them why doesn't one of her eyes open and close. That's not in the book.
1: <laughs> oh my God. Is the eye like permanently open or? It's open, but it kind of just lost the mechanism. So
2: it, it kind of just wobbles around a little bit. Oh no. It's mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> in a while, but it just doesn't, it doesn't close all the way. But if you
1: like really yeah.
2: push back, it, it'll close a little bit.
1: a little wonky oh my god i'm so happy that you got a new felicity that's so exciting and it must be so cool to have like a fresh one too like i have a felicity she is not in her best shape like having a new one like where she's pristine just out of the box must be a sight to behold especially with the original historic outfit which is it actually or is it her be forever outfit
2: it's not her Be Forever outfit. It's, like, the lilac one. It's, like, the, not the original Pleasant Company one. Yeah. But the one that my Felicity has when, oh. I, when I got her, like, the lilac one. Um, Incredible. Yeah, but she is staying in the box. And hmm. she still there but I have (laughs) box. I have well I'm looking right at you guys can't can't see of course but I'm looking at Claudie and then my truly me that I have um on my chair in my living room and they just live there that is their chair that is the American Girl chair and they're just part of the (laughs) part of the ambiance I
0: I love love that that so much also you know I do want to shout out that lilac colored Felicity dress because that is one of my favorite dresses ever of all time of all the historic dolls it's so cute so like spriggy and it wasn't her meat dress when i was growing up but they added it to the collection like later because they had like a short story where she was wearing it and that is like one of the few that i feel like they changed up that i actually like love the change. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, it's not often that we love an updated moment from AG, especially with Be Forever, but like they just completely nailed it with that lilac dress. It is so, so stunning. And I'm glad that you got it as a meat dress for your new Felicity.
2: Oh, yeah, I was obsessed with it. <laughs> and when I had a little colonial dress made to wear to Colonial Williamsburg when I visited and was just basically cosplaying Felicity, I definitely took a lot of inspiration from that lilac dress.
0: Oh Oh my gosh, gosh. did you like get to pick every element of it? Were like, were you able to pick like the pattern and like the sleeve and like the length and all that?
2: Yeah. So I don't know if they're still around, but it was this website, like online small business called Miss M's. And she did a lot of costumes for like theater productions and obviously some custom stuff for like Halloween costumes. And you could basically just order a version of any of these like templates that she had and she would like make them to measure. And she had a colonial outfit and you could just pick like the different colors and patterns that you wanted for different parts of it. And it was just so fun. The process was so much fun and it fit me as like a little first grader. So it was just a little colonial girl wandering around Williamsburg.
1: Oh my God. Yeah. That is
2: so cute. Do you have pictures of this? I think I, I know I have one from the back on my phone. I'll try to find it. I'll also try to get some like from the front for you guys, but it was apparently very hard to get pictures of me in that outfit because I was literally just running around. I have seen some home footage of me on that trip and I was just sprinting around like having the time of my life.
1: Oh my God. You became Felicity. (laughs) That sounds like a dream trip and especially to have that dress made.
0: Oh, my goodness. And was Felicity with you in Colonial Williamsburg?
2: Oh, yeah, I definitely I definitely took her with me on that trip. <laughs> back I think back to her roots. Her in the room. Yeah, I had to leave her in the hotel room because I was getting a little muddy running around.
0: <laughs> oh, my, my God. Par- my parents would always say that, too. Like, I'd want to bring my American girls places, and they'd be like, we can't bring them everywhere because, you know, these are expensive toys, and we can't just, like, bring them to school, bring them wherever. And it didn't matter because I destroyed them at home, so <laughs> I could have brought them anywhere and probably still would have been the same outcome. <laughs> but I I love that your mom was like, you can bring her, but you can't, like, bring her, like, out and expose
1: her to the elements. <laughs> right? I have like a vague memory of also going to Colonial Williamsburg and Laura, I don't know if my mom said this when she came on the podcast or if it's just coming back to me now of having my Felicity with me, but not being able to bring her with me to Colonial Williamsburg itself because my parents didn't want to like hold her like when I eventually didn't want to. I don't know. I don't know. I'm gonna need my mom to fact check me on that, though.
0: <laughs> That's so valid. I could totally see a parent being worried about having to <laughs> to be right? the carrying the carrying the doll around. So totally, Honestly. totally can relate to that. Right, um, Gab. Obviously, the purple uh, colonial Felicity dress is getting a lot of attention. But do you remember if you had? An outfit that you thought was just like the best outfit for any of your dolls, past or present?
2: So there's one outfit that I really, really loved. And there's one Felicity outfit that I wanted and I actually never ended up getting, and it is still on my wish list if I was like, get it to collect it. Um, but one of my favorite outfits that I did have was her riding outfit. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of it kind of is true for both her and then Elizabeth. So I had Felicity's riding outfit, loved it. One of my favorite ones. It was the outfit that she was wearing when she got injured um, riding Penny. (laughs) At least I was being historically accurate. (laughs) I loved Elizabeth's riding habit, the pink one. And I never got that. And then I had Elizabeth's tea outfit and I had the tea set, but I never got Felicity's yellow tea outfit and like the wide brim straw hat that I really loved. So those were just like the two outfits that I had one for one of the best friends and not for the other that I still would just like love to have to collect. Um, but other than that, I pretty much tried to just stick to getting the collections and in an organized way. But yeah, those are some of my favorites.
1: That's so fun. Oh my and gosh. And now you had you had dolls from different eras. Were you mixing the wardrobes between them? Like was your Felicity also sharing oh, clothes no. with I- Nelly or Kirsten?
2: Oh, never. I, I don't know why. Well, I know why it's because I was like a big history nerd, but I could not bring myself to put dolls from one era in clothes from another time. Like <laughs> I couldn't say, if I went to my friend's houses and they had like their kit in like a Kirsten dress, I would just like have like a reaction. I, I couldn't. <laughs> I couldn't the one thing I would do, I think very seldomly, I would put my girl up today in a historical outfit because I was like, oh, well, it's like me dressing up as the time. But they always wore outfits from their own time period, except when I would like make them clothes. So I would make them clothes a lot, especially as I got a little bit older. I think I played with them until I was like 12, 13, because mm-hmm. at that point I was like, some clothes. And I fenced for like 10 years. That was my sport growing up. And I was so annoyed that there wasn't an American girl fencing outfit and set. So using like tin foil and fabric, I made them like little fencing outfits and like a fencing oh my God. strip.
1: Whoa. That's,
2: that's so creative. It's so funny because now I go to the store. Like I just went to the store in Dallas for the first time a couple of weeks ago. And I'm always so like floored at how many different options they have now for girls. Right. Every sport they have like an airplane, they have a spa. There's like an American girl private jet. Like they did not have that when I was growing
1: up. Oh my God. The (laughs) private jet is incredible. (laughs) I subscribe to the catalog. And when I see that, I'm just amazed at what they have now. Like that coffee shop, like the little mini Starbucks set, like it's unreal every detail is just like so perfectly thought out
2: the remote control car that you can like actually drive honestly right. I love that but I probably would have crashed it as a child so it's it is better that they didn't have that back then
0: <laughs> I know they've they've added like a layer of technology into some of these newer things which is like pretty crazy because everything that we played with as kids was like so authentically like from the time period like, stuff made out of, like, wood and, like, metal Mm -hmm. and, like, real brass and, like, Samantha's brass bed. Like, I it's so interesting to see, like, how they're bringing, like, these historic time periods to life, like, with, like, remote control options (laughs) or, like, with, like, different materials. Like, I know when we went to the store and we saw, like, Claudie's, um, I think
1: I saw Claudie's
0: bed and I was like, oh, it's, like, not made out of, like, metal or like whatever i was expecting it to be made out of so they're changing it
2: up a little bit the accessories yeah. from being like a coin to a helicopter
1: <laughs> seriously yes. did you have any of the furniture
2: i had felicity's bed i think that was it i had this I, so i had a lot of the felicity stuff that was definitely the collection that i had the most of just because she was my favorite growing up yeah um, so I had her bed, I had her stables, I had the tea, like, table on the tea set, and then I had a piece of furniture from AG that was, like, a dresser to, like, put all my American Girl stuff in, and then I had Penny, of course, and then I had Nikki's horse, I think it was named Jackson, I'm not sure, but I had Nikki's horse, and I had Foolsby's Ooh, horse.
1: That's fun. I love really that. Really cool.
0: Multiple <laughs> horses.
1: <laughs> right? <laughs> Um, something that I saw on your TikTok gab that I like loved was a theory that you had that you're either a Samantha Felicity girl or a Kit Molly girl.
2: I feel like you either were a Samantha Felicity girl or a Kit Molly girl. And it's so interesting because I think it has to do with just like the ornateness of like the fashion and the clothes and like it being an older time period versus gravitating towards the more recent dolls. Because back then those were the more recent ones. They didn't have the nineties and the eighties yet. (laughs) (laughs) Definitely a Felicity Samantha girl. I think the girls who were like really into like the fashion and the history like gravitated towards the older ones. I don't know. It's kind of hard to pinpoint. I think it comes down to like personality too. Cause like I loved her, write. I was such a writer and I, I never really wanted Kit and she was like the journalism one and had the typewriter. But.
1: <laughs> I when I uh, saw, when I saw this video, I was like, wait, this makes so much sense. Like bro, I had Felicity.
2: You know, like thing, right? Yes,
1: totally. And like, I feel like all of my friends either had Felicity or Samantha. Like I don't even have too many Friends, either growing up or friends today that had a molly or a kit like I feel like this theory really stands up Laura would you agree
0: i am so aligned with being a felicity samantha girl i never could understand why anybody wanted molly growing up (laughs) like (laughs) yeah i thought she was like really unglamorous like i wanted the glamour and i actually like i liked some elements of kits because she had like you know that really cute like purple sweater set but i wasn't finding her to be particularly glamorous either so Felicity and Samantha were like to me like on a spectrum of being like peak glamour and then like Addie and Kirsten kind of in the middle like they had some outfits that were a little bit like fun and like glamorous like Addie's school outfit specifically like love that one um her birthday outfit too. Kirsten like I would say maybe just her christmas outfit verges on that but yeah i align with that theory totally that's a great theory
2: <laughs> i think people also say that it's like if you had kid or molly like you're not straight now so i don't know i can't really like attest to that theory but <laughs> maybe that's also influenced girls i mean i know for me like in felicity like ben was like one of my first crushes like i was obsessed with him <laughs> maybe i <that> also put <laughs> some water to
0: it's it's so funny because like all of the friends that we've had on that like do not identify as straight like all are like yeah and like kit was a bisexual icon or like Molly was a gay icon did you grow (laughs) up
1: with the felicity movie
2: oh yeah oh yeah i mean the amount of times i made my mom watch that movie with me i'm an only child so for me i was like (laughs) girl dolls but yeah my parents definitely got stuck like watching stuff with me keeping me company with that (laughs) um I think we watched this was pre-Star Wars um I probably made them watch Star Wars every single night the summer between my fifth and sixth grade but before Star Wars there was the American Girl Felicity adventure movie and I was obsessed with that movie I think the movie is really what made me want to go to Colonial Williamsburg because in the behind the scenes they showed how they like filmed actually in Colonial Williamsburg and I was like I have to see this And fun fact, the guy that played Ben was in Gossip Girl, and he's my favorite Gossip Girl character too, even though he was Serena's drug dealer, but I'm going to like look past that. (laughs) Perfect. So it's
0: fine. I had no idea. I had no idea that anybody except for like the main characters in the American Girl movies like went on to fame because obviously Shailene Woodley, but yeah. Oh my gosh. I'm going to have to like look that up after this. (laughs) Name is. Kevin, something, I
2: think. But even like with Shailene, it's so funny because now she's like so big and people always talk about her. And I'm like, that's my felicity. Right?
1: (laughs) Seriously. I am always amazed at the fact that so many of the historic girls from the movies went on to become like actually famous actresses. Like it's pretty astounding. Not to mention like the cast of the movies, like the adults were always like famous in their own right as well.
0: Some of the adults were really, um, you know, also stepping up for these for <laughs> these roles, like sometimes bigger than the than the child actors. <laughs> but That's the movie. yeah, like I want a Claudia movie.
2: I want a Melody movie. Like we need more American Girl movies. I know. I know.
0: I wish they would like. I wish they would. It doesn't seem like they really are invested in creating the movies anymore. But I think more than ever we need like a claudy movie a melody movie like netflix for like a tv show on like netflix or something yeah totally that would be amazing um i i would if american girl is listening we'd love to see that right <laughs> that would be amazing <laughs>
2: Give me a, a small part for the idea. Just like a, a walk-on roll. Thanks.
0: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Just as a consultant, I'm happy to be on set.
1: <laughs> right. Gab, were you also into the American Girl magazine? Yes, I was. I remember loving like the
2: recipes and now my friends are always like, oh, you throw the cutest parties. And I feel like I got a lot of party planning inspo from the theme parties and recipes in the magazine. I was always so excited when that came in the mail,
1: right? Like the themed parties were so fun. I feel like that was like my earliest exposure to party planning and probably for a lot of us to have like themed events, like, oh, it was so fun. What was the magazine structure? Like, if you remember, like I read the magazine in the nineties and that's what I'm most familiar with, but was there like a similar, I wonder if there was a similar structure
2: they would feature, like, some, like, real girl stories. They usually, like, highlights some, like, contest winners and, like, have something mm-hmm. you can send pictures and post pictures. The quizzes. Honestly, it's a lot like, like, Seventeen or Cosmo, but, like, for, like, eight-year-olds. Right. They would even have like boy advice and the same stuff so that you would get in a women's magazine. But I always felt so cool, like reading my American Girl magazine. It was always just so wholesome. So and I was awesome. point when I was like, kind of starting to age out of it. And I just started realizing like how wholesome it was. And I just love that so much. And I hope that like girls today are still appreciating that because it's so hard to find nowadays.
1: Right? Did so you, true. Did they have the paper doll section when you were reading it? I remember
2: hearing about the paper dolls. I actually, well, I actually had some paper dolls, but they came in special editions of like the books. Yeah, like in the hardcover books, they would have them. Or in like the Felicity's World book or the Samantha's World. I had those and like those had the paper dolls in them. But I don't think I ever got them as part of the magazine. The magazine was very much like Girl of Today focused, I always felt. Like it really did. Yeah. Got the historical dolls.
1: Yeah. So the paper dolls were actually of like readers, like girls would be able to submit their family histories like four generations back. An American girl would make a paper doll of the, girls submitting and then different outfits for all of her family members. It was really cute. That's so cute. Yeah. They didn't
2: have that when I was reading it.
1: Ah, too bad. It was such a cute feature. We actually had one of the gals who is a paper doll on our podcast a couple months ago. And it was so cool to like hear the process of being selected and being featured. I'm sad that they discontinued that.
0: They didn't have that when I was reading it either. I think that they must have like done away with it like right before I started reading the magazine, so, like, I didn't learn about it until, like, we started looking at, like, older ones from the 90s, but um, it's such a cool idea and such, like, a great way to connect with, like, your individual history, too, because I think, you know, not a lot of the time do we like have that opportunity to like research our our family history. So I liked that they were like having girls do that. But the best thing about the American Girl magazine was like how much they let the readers contribute, I think. Um, I always found that to be so sweet. Definitely. Definitely.
1: You know, and I, I have a couple issues from the early 2000s that I want to pass over to Laura from one of the friends of our podcast, Ashley May, who we've had on, who is an actress at the AG Theater in Chicago. And something I found kind of interesting from the 90s um, shifting into the 2000s was that in the 90s, there wasn't much of a focus on like celebrity culture. But in the early 2000 issues, there were interviews with Mary-Kate and Ashley, Amanda Bynes, tapping more into, I think, cultural moments that would be of interest to girls, um, especially with maybe like the internet becoming more prevalent and having more exposure to it. It seems like that's what like the readers were shifting into. and American Girl was meeting them where they needed to be. But even with like the interview questions, like, it wasn't necessarily like interviews from the magazine editors themselves. Like they were crowdsourced from girls, which I thought was really interesting.
0: Yeah. I can't wait to see that because that, I kind of remember it being like that from my era. And I feel like that was the perfect intersection of all my interests, honestly. (laughs) Like if Mary-Kate and Ashley could do an interview in an American Girl magazine, that would checking all my boxes honestly
1: (laughs) right i have always wondered if mary kate and ashley had american girl dolls like i just wish they had to have had them what else would they be spending their money on (laughs) a lot of american girl
2: dolls
0: And, you know, exactly in line with Gab's theory about the fact that there's Felicity and Samantha, and then there's like Kit Molly's Mary-Kate, total Kit Molly, Ashley, Felicity, Samantha. <laughs> <laughs> I totally see it. Gab, being that you are sort of from a transitional period with American Girl where The catalog definitely was still in existence, but also the internet and the website was definitely also becoming a popular way to engage with it. Do you remember, you know, if you were checking out potential things that you wanted from the catalog or were you going online to look them up?
2: I definitely did both. So if I was looking for items that I wanted, especially around the holidays and my birthday, I would get that Sharpie out, I would get the catalog, and I would just circle, I would earmark everything that I wanted. But I actually remember going on the website a lot more for just, like, the extra stuff. I feel like they used to have a lot of, like, activities and stories, and I would, like, go play Felicity's Game on the website. Less of online shopping at that point, because, I mean, I couldn't check out, I was, like, seven and eight. (laughs) <laughs> but I definitely went on the website for like the fun extra stuff. I do remember too when they made Interstar U for like a hot second. And that was like towards the end of my time with American Girl. But it was when they rebranded, like the first time they rebranded the Today Girls to not be Today Girls. And they had Interstar University, like the online game. And I did play that a little bit. That was super fun.
0: Tell us about that because I never played that.
2: So it was kind of just like an online game where you would like go to school and like you have like outfits, like just like a fun little like fashion like school game like that. Um and it was on the AG website and it was all with their whole like inner star, like that branding when they did the the new branding on the Today Girls.
1: Laura, is this what we chatted about with Sydney? Were you able it's- to like get points to then like purchase things on the website?
2: Yeah, I never got that far with it, but I do remember them like having this just it was very brief. Like they didn't have it for that long.
0: That is yeah. so interesting. It does sound vaguely like it because I know they had like historical games that you could play sort of with the historic characters um that were I actually revisited some of them on the way back machine after we did an interview uh, where the guest was describing them, and I was like, I have to experience this. So I wonder if I could get into the inner star U ones and see what those were like on the way back machine because that would be awesome. But, but like, basically, the premise that our guest was telling us about was that. Um, you could like play games and earn like loyalty rewards towards merchandise which like i could see why maybe like they discontinued that very quickly because i'm sure that (laughs) had the potential to like go totally off the rails but yeah these this gaming element is really interesting if they made an american girl video game today i would totally play it like if it could just be basically like the sims with like a mild storyline Right. (laughs) (laughs)
2: That would be so fun. Oh my God.
1: They used to have this game for the computer that you could essentially make up little plays with the different historical characters. Like you would choose a specific character track, like you couldn't put them all together, I think. But you could record your plays, you could move the characters around the screen, you could have them talk in like a very robotic voice. And I still have my CDs from this. I don't know where I'm ever going to like play this. I've like tried to get my computer to like get like an external um, CD port. I don't know what you call it, but like the discs wouldn't work. Like they got stuck in the machine. So I'm going to have to figure something else out. But I feel like playing one of these games again would be quite enjoyable. Like my friends and I would spend hours on this thing, but... I feel like maybe more of like a gaming element would probably be a little bit more my speed. I could definitely get into
2: it. I remember I would either like just play with my dolls, like as dolls, or I would put on my Felicity outfit and like just pretend that I was in the time period and just kind of like switch back and forth. If I was like playing American Girl doll, like I could either be the doll or I could just be playing with them. And I remember I would also make them like watch movies with me.
1: Ah. Oh. I would, That's so sweet. Down,
2: like, a, I would like line them up on the couch like downstairs and like I was saying before that summer where I would literally watch Star Wars every night when my parents got like <laughs> it with me guess who was watching with me all of my American Girl dolls yeah I would line <laughs> them all up on the couch and they would sit and they'd eat popcorn and they would
0: watch oh that my god so wholesome I have That's- a couple pictures of my American Girl dolls also lined up on the couch <laughs> and I was like what was I doing with that <laughs> So forcing cute. them to watch
1: TV, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but where are your dolls today? I know you so, have some at your home now, but your original collection.
2: Yeah, Claudie and my truly me are here. They're not leaving. And I, I made a TikTok about this, but it is true. Like I've had boys come over and I'm just like, yeah, they're they're not they're not going anywhere. You gotta just do it. <laughs> uh, most, of, most of my dolls from when I was growing up, they're all back at my parents' house. And they're like neatly put away, like in a bin, in a plastic, big plastic bin, like neatly packed away with all their accessories and their clothes. But honestly, like pretty much up until I left for college, they were just like in my room, like in their little corner, all sitting, like didn't really play with them anymore, of course, but they were just part of my room. I felt weird, like putting them away. I'm like, we don't deserve that. But yeah, now, <laughs> they're, now they're neatly packed away. Although I have to say the box was in like a storage room. And then since I went to that Sony Clover American Girl event in the fall, I pulled it out of the storage room. It's now in my bedroom. So there's technically in my room still. Um, because I had gotten the pouch, the Sony Clover pouch with the Samantha print. And I was like, I need to take a picture of my Samantha next to this pouch. So
1: <laughs> you know, I'm yes. for that. <laughs> and that's so cute. And in what condition are they in? Like, were you a careful child with your dolls, or did you ever like cut their hair? What was your what was your yeah. vibe?
2: I was definitely a very careful child with them. No hair casualties, except for the accident with Felicity falling off of Penny. But again, <laughs> accurate to the to the story. Um, yes. So other than that, no, they're in they're in really good condition. I would say I to this day have never taken Kirsten's braids out. I did take them out of like the loops, So now she just has like the two long braids. But my mom was like, don't take them out. Like you're gonna regret it. And that, like you know what her hair looks like. <laughs> I did out, I did take out Elizabeth's ponytail and Felicity's ponytail. And they just have like their long hair. Um, I think everybody else is in pretty good condition. Nikki's curls could probably use a little TLC, but other than that, they're in they're in pretty good condition.
1: That's impressive. I am like thoroughly impressed with anyone who like doesn't take out Kirsten's braids like for the sheer like oh my god the the self-restraint that you had it's incredible (laughs) are you able to like put her loops back together easily I just wanted to find out
2: how they were staying in those loops so the loops are just tied with like the ribbon but then there's a little plastic elastic on the end of like the actual braids like that's hard to like take out so mm. I could sit put it back up in like the loops and I would do that depending on her outfit. Because mm. I think like in one of her outfits, I did have her like with just the two long braids.
0: Yeah. Oh, that's so, Kirsten's so versatile with her hairstyles. Where I ran into trouble was like, because I had Josefina and I don't know, like, to your point like they show kirsten in a different like hairstyle so like you want to replicate that hairstyle for that outfit and i had josefina and i remember seeing like i think it was maybe her birthday outfit she had like a low bun and i was like and i think she had like some like scarf or like fabric like woven into her hair too for that and i was like oh well i want to do that so obviously i have to take the braid out And they should just (laughs) tell kids, like, never do that. Just do not do what you see in the catalog.
2: They did the catalog for Kirsten for her nightgown outfit. They just had her hair, like, loose, and that was so tempting to me. I was like, let's take
1: her braids out. Oh, my God. Well, apparently the back of her head has, like, shorter pieces or, like, thinner hair hair. than the rest of it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So it's like if you take it out, it's not going to look like a full head of hair, which we recently discovered that through Sydney, um, five hens and a cockatiel. If you're familiar with her, she is wonderful. It actually would be kind of interesting though, for the child who is a little bit less careful to offer a doll option that has like interchangeable hairstyles maybe where you could maybe have like a velcro on top of the wig that you could switch out and then have a little bit more some more options and it might be a little bit easier if you do mess up the hair
2: you know like girls that brought their dolls to the doll hospital just because like the hair was just beyond help and i heard that they replaced the head And that's why I didn't want to part with my Felicity because I did not want them to replace her head. I was just so terrified of them doing that.
0: Yeah, that's what my mom wanted to do for Josefita. I remember even I think she called to ask them like questions about it. And I remember like listening to the phone conversation and just being like, Mm -mm. we're not we're not replacing (laughs) Josefina's head and it was beyond repair so I just you know and unfortunately like what my mom had to do was probably like do her best to like brush through it so it's like I just couldn't wrap my head around sending her away for that long and getting a new head on top of it It was too much for
1: my little brain (laughs) (laughs) especially staying hospital for a hair situation the, the hospital outfit is so cute and I was always really tempted by that little balloon that you would get for sending it in. I don't know. Did that come with every doll that you would send in or was that only if you purchased it?
2: I don't know. I think that, I know that you could get like the wheelchair or the crutches too afterwards. I know Ooh. some of my friends got those when they sent their dolls into the hospital.
1: Oh, <laughs> wow. Oh my God. Were you playing with your dolls with your friends like? Did your friends have a G2 or what was that like?
2: I would, so I would go over to like my friends' houses and we'd play with their dolls. And once, like times that I went to the American Girl place with friends, like I celebrated my ninth birthday there and that was just the best time. And then afterwards we all came back to my house. Like a lot of us had our dolls with us. And I think one girl had like gotten a new doll that night. So there were a lot of dolls and that was so fun. I was always jealous of like my friends that had like sisters and they would have like double the amount of American Girl Dolls to play with. Like yes, right. seven. But then I would see them like they'd play with like 14 at once. I'm like, wow, you can have like a whole soccer game.
1: <laughs> Seriously, what was the setup of your birthday party like?
2: Yeah, it was at the original one in New York. They've moved locations since then, but it's still mm-hmm. the Center. Um, basically we went around the store first, like did some shopping, like playing in the store. And then we went up and had dinner at the American Girl Cafe. And they had those iconic chocolate mousse pots with like the flour in them. Yes. Um, and I actually had that when I was at the one in Dallas, like doing my birthday there this past year, this past February, (laughs) and they changed it. I was like, wow, they changed a little bit, but they kept some of the iconic elements. Like you still get a hair tie, but it's different. I remember the hair tie back then was like a daisy, like the pink daisy on like the black elastic. And it was such a flex to like show up to school with like the American girl, (laughs) get at the American girl place. Um, but yeah, it was super fun. It was like at the American girl cafe. And I think now like they do way more like structured like birthday stuff because it has just become so much more popular. I think like back Mm. then there was only the American Girl Place in New York, Chicago, maybe one other one. But at that point, like there really weren't even that many. I'm glad that they have them all over the place now.
1: Right. Oh, my God. That sounds like so much fun. I love that you also celebrated your birthday recently at the store in Dallas. That is incredible. Full that circle. Was,
2: Seriously. Yeah, a full circle moment. I think I counted it was like 15 years since I last celebrated my birthday at the American Girl Place, and they invited me back to the one in Dallas. It was so, so much fun. And this time I brought Claudia with me, and back then I brought my Today Girl.
1: That is incredible. So, so great. You, you went with your girlfriends yeah, for I your re- birthday.
2: Yeah, two of my friends, and you can borrow any doll like to have with you during your meal too. I think they picked Melody and Courtney, so we had a little historical girls moment. But it was so fun! It was so fun, like going around the store. And I actually ended up getting Rebecca's pajamas for girls because I just thought they were so cute. They're so cute. I was so adorable. I I, I feel like it fit in like the child's like large or extra large. So I got myself American Girl pajamas. And also when they did the collab with Love Shack, like I got an American Girl skirt from that collab. And it has like the little American Girl plastic tag like sewn on that all the American Girl clothes have and whenever I wear that skirt I just feel like a living American Girl doll and whenever people comment on my TikTok and they're like you dress like an American Girl doll I'm like that's the best compliment that you can give me (laughs) you're like that's the point (laughs) (laughs) right that oh is my gosh,
1: so, so fun! Wait, I love that you got Rebecca's pajama set.
2: Yeah, it's not a nightgown like hers, but it's kind of cute. They like converted it into like little shorts and a top that like looks like her nightgown. It's just white. Yes, it's so, it's just so cute. Oh my when god! I,
0: when I was actually at the Chicago store a while back, they had like that prominently displayed like near the front of the store and I could see that like the XL or like the L was like very much like doable for an adult so I was like I wonder if I should cop these they were so cute like and even though it's not a nightgown like I love I feel like they still look very like of the time but still great for like modern wear too and they look super comfy like cotton breathable like perfect for bedtime
2: they definitely knew what they were doing with that. They were like, "We're gonna let's let's give the the old American girl fam something."
0: Right?
2: <laughs> oh my god! I Seriously,
0: love that. Yeah. I wish they would bring back all the pajama options because, like, I would have every single nightgown. I would just collect all of them.
2: <laughs> I, had, I had Felicity's, of course, and I wore that until the elastic in the neck like didn't work anymore. <laughs> I was afraid of to trip on it it was so long on me, but I loved it oh my my gosh did it have the bonnet to go with it too or um yes I'm not sure if I got the bonnet with that but I had I had the mob cap and I did wear it with the nightgown and also I had like the little like bonnet that tied in the front and I had a straw hat with like a ribbon too I was just (gasps) fully immersed in the oh my god love that
1: that is incredible <laughs> that is so fun. For the dolls that you have today, your Claudie and the Truly Me, are you actively collecting different outfits for them or accessories, or are they just in their meat outfits?
2: Yeah, they're in their meat outfits now. I actually have a Melody meat outfit that I put my Truly Me in because I love just all things like 60s fashion. And I was like, yeah. I love that outfit. So I put my Truly Me in um, her meat outfit. But then I also have so at the event for Claudia, they introduced these outfits that they did in collaboration with Harlem's Fashion Row, and they're like '20s inspired looks. And I had this really cute jazz age inspired like teal dress, and, like a white like fur coat, um, and a bow. So I have that outfit for her too. They also gave that to me at the event, and I had her in that outfit for like the holidays when she was sitting in my chair, to just like make the room look extra festive. Yeah like actively collecting I just don't really have like anyone that age right now in my life to like get stuff for from American Girl right um, but I feel like there's definitely pieces that I'm like wow like I wish I had like a little sister or like a cousin that age because like all the new stuff that just came out for like the 90s dolls like the mini Tamagotchi is the cutest thing oh I've my ever God. Done. and like right? I had I had a Tamagotchi was I good at it no but I had multiple, and my mom just gave up on buying them for me. Cause I kept- <laughs> but they have this really cute one that they have for the 90s dolls now, but it comes with like the whole bedroom set. So you can't oh just buy the Tamagotchi. I wish you could. Oh,
1: really? I oh, wish man. you could have, like,
2: a keychain or something.
1: <laughs> oh, that's so interesting. Yeah, we've been talking about this a lot how, like, I really want to read the 90s books, like the Nikki and Isabel books, but you can't get them separate from the dolls.
2: They're coming out with, they're like, because now they have the historical dolls come out with like the journal books, mm-hmm. but the actual like meat book for them, I think it's coming out like in a few months. It's coming out soon. I think that one you should probably be oh. able yeah, Oh my God.
1: Get. The journal is separate from the actual book. I had no yeah. idea.
2: Now all the historical dolls come with like a, like a, my journal. And then that's not the meat book. Like oh. I think Claudia, Claudia has a second book coming out soon too. That and then the Nikki and Isabel book. I saw their. I did see their bedroom set up. It is so cute. But I was like, I feel like they didn't really lean into like the pop culture stuff from the nineties as much. But also like it's American Girl. They're not going to put like Marky Mark and like a boy band like on their- <laughs> True. But Very I good point. Like if I was getting them now, like I would. I would do that. I would like make them little posters,
0: and that would be so funny.
1: Right. Oh my god. So
0: yeah i i love the 90s vibe of the girls now there's some things like even from american girl itself that i feel like they could have called back to but i'm sure we're gonna see this collection expand more um it seems like it's having like a lot of popularity so i i hope that they like expand the collection
2: it's so funny when i see on TikTok, girls are like this is a 90s this is just what girls are wearing today it's like yeah the 90s are back
1: (laughs) (laughs) right right I know it's honestly been such a big moment for American girl, like the past few years, but like, I feel like with the Nikki and Isabel launch, especially like it was so smart of AG to come out with these nineties dolls. Like, I don't know if like dolls from like the early, like 1700s at this point would have gotten like such a big response. On social, as these two 90s twins did. I love that, like, so many people are entering back into, you know, a resurgence of an AG era for themselves and kind of reconnecting with the brand. And I think this was like the perfect gateway to like bring a lot of like the girls who grew up with American Girl back into it and like just have it like front of mind. It's been so fun the past couple months watching this all unfold
2: yeah i love how welcoming american girl is being like to those girls that grew up with american girl and like really leaning into the nostalgia
0: side of it right totally yeah like- it seems like they really have like they well we were talking about this like with the past guests but it's like it seems like they're sort of starting to see like that they have like a re like engaged audience of girls that are like either like just older and reminiscing on it because um, it's like in the pop culture like zeitgeist, but also like millennials are like having children now who are of age to be into it. So they like want their kids to like experience similar to like what they mm-hmm. had. And it seems like American Girl like is gonna have a lot of opportunities to like connect with that audience over the next couple years.
2: Yeah, I really wonder what historical doll they're going to come out with next, because now they have a doll for every decade, which is so crazy to me, like from the 1900s to the 90s now. It better not be a 2000s, girl. I'm not ready for that.
0: (laughs) I know, I know, I know. It's crazy to think that like the 70s is to like the 40s what like there there's like some comparison where it's like like the 70s is to the 90s like what the 40s was to the or like I don't remember what it was but it's like basically Molly is like as far away from us our time period as like Julie I think is today like it's so crazy because I feel like the 70s is recent I mean I wasn't alive but it feels more recent
2: I remember when Julie came out and my mom was like oh my god how are they making a historical doll from the 70s I was so recent
1: <laughs> like wait a couple of years, mom. Get ready to feel really old with <laughs> the 90s know? dolls.
2: I must have been in like maybe like second or third grade when Julie came out.
0: Yeah. Okay. So I will say I feel like they did sort of like jump, not jump the gun, but like I I feel like they like when Julie came out, it did feel like a little soon. But now it's not at all. Like now it like makes total sense. And like the nineties even makes sense now. Right. Um I know a lot of people when Courtney came out for the 80s time period too were like freaking out and it's like yeah but the 80s were like 40 years ago so <laughs> <laughs>
1: right and that's the <laughs> same distance as you said as Molly was from yeah. when they first launched so it it makes total sense
0: yeah <laughs> and you know I can see like why girls from our You know, young girls now would, like, want to connect with that time period, especially because they're able to, like, consume media from it more easily, whereas, like, in some ways, like, our only way to engage with, like, Molly's era or, like, earlier was, like, through a history book, so... It's nice that they sort of have like another option or like can sort of like get a primer for like what the 80s or 90s were like from like movies and TV and then they also have like the dolls representing that time period.
2: I mean, I love how they're doing the more recent times or what seems to be more recent to us at least. But I don't know. I feel like for me, I just like we said before, I really got into American Girl because of the historical aspect and with Felicity, you know, being from colonial America and just like learning about times that were really far back, like the Victorian era and then. So I like what they're doing, but I also really want them to keep doing, you know, those dolls that are a little farther back. Like I was so excited when Claudie came out and was a 20s girl because mm-hmm. I was beginning to think that they wouldn't ever make a doll that was that far back again. Because right. I feel like- have like such an impact on girls, like getting excited about history and like interested in just learning more about different time periods.
1: Yeah, absolutely. That was such a strong point of my AG experience. And I know for so many of us, you know, falling in love with history and learning in general through American Girl is one of like the first times that we, you know, saw ourselves in history and were able to relate to it in a way that, you know, might not have been presented to us through like history textbooks, like it was really opening up a whole world. And we talk about this a lot, but like, it's Our dream that like people are still engaging in a, in a G in that same way. And to your point, I really hope they do go back a bit further in history where, you know, I think the nineties dolls are great and they definitely serve a purpose, but like, you know, you're not, I mean, I don't know what is going to be in (laughs) their books but like I think having like the perspective of girls from the 1700s the 1800s where you're still able to relate to somebody and learn how things were in that time period versus being able to still be able to like ask these questions of like your older sisters or older cousins or mothers from a not too distant time period in history like I think having that look into the past is so important. So we'll see who's next. They tend to launch like once a year with a historic doll. Does that seem like their cadence or is it every two years? I feel like it's
2: usually less frequent. I I did see some like murmurings online about how some people think that they released the 90s dolls like too soon after Claudie,
1: Mm. Um,
2: which like I kind of see, but also like they are different enough. Like it's a totally different time period. But I feel like they're doing like a lot of historical releases lately between like Courtney and then Claudie and then the 90s dolls. Um, so I wonder if they're going to do another historical doll soon or if they're going to kind of let that sit for a while. I hope that they don't. I want them to really do more historical stuff.
1: Right. right. And we're so curious what's going to happen for the 40th anniversary coming up in 2026. I, I cannot wait to see what's going to happen.
2: I hope they bring back, like, all the dolls with their Pleasant Company meat outfits.
1: Right?
0: I know. I wish that they would do that, like, once a year. Like, they'll just do a drop and then we can all buy the ones we want. <laughs> and then they can take it away. That's fine. Like, create, like, a sense of, like, urgency around it. But, like, I – my biggest regret is not buying a, like, 35th anniversary one when they did that uh, because that, like – I should have gotten a Josefina. I wish that I had, but I'm waiting for the next, the next anniversary, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I
1: know it'll be here soon. Yeah. I'm just so curious what they're going to do.
2: I want to see them do more collabs with brands, like how they did the Sony Clover collab, because I love that since I was so, it was so clearly aimed at like the nostalgia marketing like audience. Right. And I would love to see them do something with Hill House. I'm like the biggest. Yes. Club- Yes. Yeah. I want them to make like dresses inspired by like the different historical dolls because I got this one dress from the spring drop and it looks just like Felicity's original meat outfit, like just like it. There is so much potential there. Like I would just buy
1: everything.
0: <laughs> Seriously, I would love for them to do like just the patterns on like a nap dress.
1: Yeah, exactly. right? That would be a dream. I was hoping for the Love Shack collab to be a bit more like nostalgia based. Like Mm -hmm. I feel like Felicity's summer dress like could be a Love Shack fancy dress like in Mm -hmm. itself. And had they had that, I would have bought it in two seconds. Like no matter what the cost was, like I would a thousand percent buy that dress. I'm obsessed with it. (laughs) I feel like a lot of the historic dresses could translate fairly well for them. Like Samantha's birthday dress, Kirsten's birthday dress, Addie's birthday dress. And all of the nightgowns, Ugh. There's so much untapped opportunity.
0: Hopefully they're working on it.
1: Right. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Putting the
1: vibes out there. Gab,
0: obviously Felicity was a big one for you growing up. Um, and you've acquired a couple different dolls between your childhood and even into your adulthood. Who do you most identify with now? Is it still Felicity or is there another doll that you identify with?
2: Okay, I feel like when I was younger I definitely between like the horseback riding and just like the outdoorsiness, I really did identify with Felicity but I think now as I've gotten older especially like having been like a New York City influencer definitely Samantha like she was my second favorite growing up but I feel like she was like the OG New York City influencer (laughs) (laughs) she totally was like she would be so big on tiktok, so big on instagram nowadays, like those cute little outfits. <laughs> yeah, totally for like tea parties, like such an influencer. And even when i was like doing the plaza princess aesthetic last summer and like concepting that and thinking of that, and obviously like the main inspiration for that is Eloise at the Plaza, but honestly i was also thinking of Samantha so much with that. Like i feel like especially in like the fall and winter Like, Samantha is just, like, still such a fashion icon. Like, I had this plaid puffer jacket this winter, and I was like, this is my Samantha coat. Like, she would wear this.
0: (laughs) Oh, that's so true. Yeah, I feel like that really checks out, especially, like, with the New York connections. Like, Right?
1: I know. Samantha was definitely a trendsetter in so many different facets of her life, from the clothes she wore to the ice cream and the petty fours that she introduced to her friends. I,
2: I had petty fours at like my thing. It was my class birthday party in like second grade because I was obsessed with them because oh of my Samantha God and <laughs> no one else would eat them. I was like, more <laughs> for me, more no. for me. I was like, what is that? I'm like, it's actually Samantha's favorite dessert.
1: Oh my God. I still hold it in like the highest regard in terms of desserts. I'm like, that is by far the fanciest thing. When I was in college, my boyfriend we went to his mother's house for Easter and it was my first time I think meeting like a boyfriend's parents and like going to their home so I was like well I'm gonna make petty fours what else am I gonna make <laughs> <laughs> and did they come yeah. out good no but it's the thought
2: <laughs> yeah, there's a bakery in Greenwich Black Forest and they have the best best petty fours that's where I Ooh. would
1: get- love but
2: it you could customize like what little sugar icon you want on top of them and I actually got a little horse on mine so I was kind of combining the Felicity and the Samantha <gasps>
0: vibes
1: oh my god I love that Gab that's so fun I
0: that's totally amazing. need to do this let's see you yeah you could go there because Lizzie's from Connecticut so you could stop there on your next visit yeah. home
1: that sounds like such a dream Seriously. They don't have the little shell-shaped ice cream though. You have to, you
2: have
0: to do that. That's a DIY moment.
1: (laughs) Right. (laughs) Oh my goodness. Uh, Well, Gab, this has been so much fun chatting with you today and would love to hear from you. What lasting impact did American Girl leave on you? So I
2: think kind of what first drew me to American Girl is what stuck with me it really opened up history and like storytelling to me as something that wasn't just, you know, about like big picture events or very impersonal and like just seeing myself like in girls in different eras and like really relating to them and seeing history through different perspectives. And I think without American Girl, honestly, like I probably wouldn't have ended up at Columbia studying creative writing, studying art history because that really just did inspire me all throughout school, all throughout my life to really pursue those interests. And now I actually am writing my first novel and it is kind of reminiscent of American Girl more so than I I expected it to be. And it's gonna be a contemporary romance that travels through time. It's in all different time periods. Um, And I'm definitely drawing on some of my American Girl history knowledge to write some of these different time periods.
1: But it
2: just impacted me like as a writer so much. Obviously, it's impacted my style and how I dress, but even as a writer. And I think my like ultimate dream as an author would be to write a book
0: for a historical doll. That is so incredible. That would be amazing. I mean, the books that we grew up reading for the historic dolls were so good like they were classics
2: oh um, i also just loved like the historical mystery books and i feel like people don't talk about those as much but like mm-hmm. i remember like the felicity one the
0: samantha mysteries like i loved those too yeah they really i feel like did an amazing job making the books like super high quality, like that, even as I've revisited them as an adult, I've been like, this is such a compelling story. So I love that you were influenced by that writing style and technique in your present day career. That's incredible.
1: Definitely. And I absolutely cannot wait to read your novel when it comes out. That sounds so fascinating.
0: We'll have to have you back for promotion. (laughs) Hopefully
2: maybe before then. I think right now it's kind of slated we're aiming for like a 2025 release, but my first draft is due end of June,
0: so I'm currently currently working on that. Oh it's my god. That is so amazing.
1: <laughs> oh my god. Something that I would love to see come to fruition one day would be to have a full series of American girl books but spoken from like their 20s, like what happened to the girls like later on in life that would be like my dream book to read. I feel like
2: if Netflix or any streaming service like did end up doing an American Girl TV series or movie, like having an older take, like a spinoff of like Felicity or Samantha as like
1: in in their 20s, like that would be so fun. Right? Oh my goodness. Maybe for a book for you to write later down the line and it will get turned into Netflix series. (laughs) Well, Mm -hmm. Gab, before we bid you adieu today, we have one last little activity for you. And that is if you were to host a dinner party and you could invite any two American Girl characters, either the main historic girls, their friends, their family members, which two would you choose to invite to your dinner?
2: Okay, so let's see. I think if I were to just eat dinner with any American Girl character, I would say Ben and it would be a date. But- <laughs> Get that out of the way. But if I were hosting a little party for some American Girl characters, I would definitely have to invite Samantha and Claudie because I think both of them would just help so much with setting everything up, coming up with cute desserts and recipes because Claudia has her bakery. And Samantha, we could we could get Samantha to get her hands dirty and actually like put in some of the work herself. But (laughs) we would have good taste with those petty fours and with the shaped ice cream. And I think we would all just bond over talking about like how New York City has changed and evolved over time. Because like Samantha obviously knows all about it in like 1904, 1906. Then Claudia has the 20s, and I mean I'm like now. But we could fill in. We could fill in some of the gaps (laughs) between. Oh my god. I think that would be just such a cute, like little New York city meetup of me, Samantha and
0: Claudie. Wow. I love the New York city element. That's awesome.
1: (laughs) Right. That is a perfect, perfect answer. I wish that could happen in real life. Like those two guests would be so lovely. And yeah, like talking about New York, like I, I think that would just be so delightful. Gab, thank you so, so much for joining us today. I am sure our listeners have absolutely loved this conversation that we had with you. So, thank you so much for coming on. And please let everyone know where they could find you after this.
2: Yeah, thank you so much for having me. I had the absolute best time talking with you guys. So, If you want to keep up with me, you can follow me on Instagram at Gabriella Vassi or on TikTok at gab underscore NYC. And also, I've been doing a lot of like little mood boards and stuff on Pinterest. It's the same as my Instagram. And I do have some historical inspired ones on there. So you guys might want to check those out too.
1: Oh, my God. So fun. We'll definitely check that out.
0: Amazing. Yes. I think our followers would love a little historical Pinterest inspiration. So we'll definitely be checking those out. But thank you so much, Gabriella, for joining us. And thank you, everybody, for listening.